0: She's classy. She's sassy. She's a little smart assy. Ladies and gents, the priestess of swearing spirituality. The badass whisperer herself, Kelly McLean. Hello, welcome to the Bitchscopes Scopes podcast where I dish about the current astrological mood with a feminist twist. I'm Kelly McLean and you know, I write Bitchscopes. Scopes. I change this intro every single week. Every single week I still think it's boring, so I don't know what to do with it. But anyway, this is me. This is astrology. Thanks for being here. Hi. Um <laughs> <laughs> Before I forget, because I always forget, um, please check out the other podcasts, which are Bitchstory and Bitch Splaining. Bitchstory is women in history that you probably haven't heard of, but should. And Bitch Splaining is me and my best friend who very sporadically podcast to solve the world's problems. So, um, you can get those anywhere you get your podcasts and, um, yeah, you can read all the astrology scoop over at KellyMcLean.blogspot.com. But if you want the weekly horoscopes, you have to go to patreon.com forward slash house of bleep, um, $5 a month gets you weekly horoscopes. Some people are confused. Is it like five dollars a week? Is it five? No, it's five whole damn dollars for the whole month, and you get weekly horoscopes. I can't promise that that price will not go up. Um, but for right now, it's five dollars a month at patreon.com forward slash house of bleep. I hate self promoting. Uh, you can email me at kelly at the bitch whisperer.me, and I'm available to do personal astrology readings at one to listen.com. Uh, you can always email me and I'll tell you how to do that because there's a couple steps. So fucking let's just get on with it. Let's talk about some fucking astrology. Fucking a, I really am feeling very fucky. I say fuck a lot more this week than usual. I don't know why. Let's blame it either on the moon or on menopause. I feel like they're correlated. And so, yeah, um, so I did a weird thing this last weekend and I like left the house and peopled. I peopled. Um, <laughs> we have a little dog named Pippi and she's old and scraggly. And when we want her to go outside, we go, Pippi you want not go outside. And um and she wags her tail and barks and she goes outside. And so my husband has started saying, Kelly won't go outside? Kelly, go outside. <laughs> So, uh, Kelly went outside this weekend. I peopled. I went to an actual party. It was great fun. Um, Cool people, um, which is all that matters, really. Um, But I'm always shocked when I bump into people, not just people, women, especially younger women who are offended by the word bitch, because I feel like the younger generations caught on to this, let's just reclaim it thing way sooner than we did, my generation. Um, but I bumped into somebody who didn't like it and was offended by it. So I had to, um, I didn't have to, but I said, oh, that's so funny because I have this whole brand that's like built around reclaiming the word bitch because I didn't want it to have power over me anymore. And um, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still offensive, especially when it is said in a way that is meant to be offensive, which is incredibly prevalent still in the corporate world. Um, It's not like most executives just go around going, she's a bitch, you're a bitch, but it is definitely said in closed door meetings. um, Even with another woman present, men will talk about women as being a bitch. And usually it's just a woman who has a, a sense of autonomy and personal power and has boundaries and just doesn't roll over and act like a doormat. Um, Apparently executives don't always like that. So that would explain a lot about why I didn't love the corporate world and why the corporate world didn't love me. Um, So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because there are um, new listeners coming to, the, the bitchtopia, um, pretty regularly. And not everybody knows the backstory about what the fuck we're doing here. So anyway, I blogged about it. You can read about it over on the blog at kellymcclain.blogspot.com. But my definition of a bitch is a strong woman who doesn't put up with bullshit, um, that is demeaning and degrading and controlling and abusive and generally shitty. A bitch is proud of who she is. She's proud of where she's been. She has healthy boundaries. She has self-esteem. And I feel like the younger generation of women really need to reclaim it because they're the ones that I think are going to be and are already doing some of the really meaningful work to change these paradigms so thank you for being here i mean i know some of my listeners and some of my readers in particular still are not really down with the word they're not really they don't resonate still and that's okay maybe you never will but you're showing up um you get it and that matters um but i do still have to sometimes train myself to not refer to um women I dislike as bitches. So I, I'm just trying to make it sort of like universal unisex, like asshole is a good one. Of course. Um, the perennial asshole. Um, I've also started saying ball sack because ball sacks are, mm, they're just, ugh. and my new favorite is dickhole. So, um, I'll just, uh, pause here for you to clutch your pearls no, 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 Done? Okay, cool. So anyway, um, yeah, some women are just not cool, just like some men are not cool, but um, I would challenge and encourage you to retrain yourself to use the word bitch um, in non-negative ways, if not in positive ways. So thanks for coming to my TED Talk. It is incredibly Gemini rising, Mercury and Capricorn in the eighth house of me to reclaim a bad word. Geminis love words. Capricorns are very serious about shit. And the eighth house is where all the things that are taboo reside. And that whole paragraph is why I love astrology. It helps me understand myself. It helps me understand astrology via myself. It's just fucking cool. So let's get on to this week. Um, There is a full moon in Aries this week, and that is the sign of individualism the sun will be in libra the sign of relationships so we have this classic me versus we energy relationships um, could receive some challenges via the sun square vesta venus square uranus the moon Quincunx series mars square uranus and uranus squared juno um, those all have relationship energy built into them uh, it doesn't mean that relationships are doomed it just means that tensions might arise Restlessness is also a theme this week, both because Aries likes to be doing things. And there's a lot of Uranus activity this week. Um, Affections are getting stirred up. There's a, I think it's Venus trine Mars this week. It might be today. No, it's tomorrow, Tuesday of sextile. There's a Venus sextile Mars, which um, can stir up affections. Now I've lost my place in this stuff, Um, but there is this tension possible, so just check yourself. Also, um, some of this restless energy is a recipe for affairs and impulsive behavior, so don't do that. I don't recommend. (laughs) Um, Emotions are going to run high for most of the week, and a full moon is always known for that, so I I do feel like it's a, a high emotional energy week boundaries are going to be very important this week, um, as is compassion. And sometimes setting a boundary is an act of compassion. So hang on to that, put that in your pocket. Hopefully you have a dress with pockets or you're wearing pants or you're wearing no pants, just stick that shit in your bra. Um, or if you're not wearing a bra, um, write it on your hand. I don't know. But anyway, uh, let's talk about that, uh, full moon in Aries. This full moon is a counterpart to the Aries new moon that we had in April of this year. And that new moon was an eclipse. And that eclipse was at 29 degrees of Aries, which indicates a new path, a, a, a pretty major shift. 29 degrees is an end and a readiness to move on. It's the last degree of any sign. Uh, it's called the anoretic degree, and I've blogged about it many times. New moons in and of themselves indicate new beginnings. Aries is the initiator. And so that Aries new moon solar eclipse was the first of the eclipses on the Aries-Libra axis. These are going to continue into, well, all of 2024. The last time we had Aries and Libra eclipses was in 2015. And in 2004, they were the same exact degree. So every 19 years, eclipses repeat in exact sign and degree. It's trippy. That doesn't mean the shit that happened 19 years ago is going to be happening again. I know for me, 19 years ago, uh, it was not really good times. My first marriage was in pretty big trouble, and I just remember just feeling a lot of pain, Um, pain and drama and trauma, and I don't have any of that going on right now. Um, but the same sort of themes can come up. So you have to kind of, um, you have to look broadly at it and break it down to a theme. And, you know, I am happy to help people do that. If that's something you want to look at, you can do a reading with me. Um, so it doesn't mean that you need to be afraid of these coming eclipses. It's just, uh, it's lessons that we're learning you know? So this batch of lessons has a particular theme and we are at a different level than we were 19 years ago. I mean, I would say hopefully, but I think pretty much everyone is at a different level than they were 19 years ago. Even if you think of the person in your life who has evolved the absolute least, they're still at a different level than they were 19 years ago. So yeah. Yeah. I will have a lot more to say about these eclipses in the next couple weeks, but that is kind of the energy behind this full moon. New moons are new beginnings, setting intentions, focusing on what you want to manifest in your life. New moons are for planting seeds. Full moons, like the one we have, bring things into completion and fruition. They illuminate things we didn't know or see. They are for harvesting and this Aries new moon is the harvest moon. It has a bunch of other names too, but it's the harvest moon. It carries the initiating energy of Aries. So it's really great for entrepreneur energy. This is metaphorically our last push out into the world before we begin the cold internal season. Again, metaphorically, because I'm in California. I don't have that season, (laughs) Um, but metaphorically what do you not want to carry with you into the winter months what do you not want to hibernate with perhaps is a good way to look at it Um, so since full moons are for releasing you might consider releasing those things um, in a full moon ceremony for with this harvest moon Um, but let's also recognize the big creative energy in its fullness with the full moon so um, be bold Be confident. If you need confidence, certainly you can pull down the energy from this moon for that. Um, Set boundaries. Go after what you want. Um, And while I was doing (laughs) my homework for this week's scopes, I found some fun facts. So I rediscovered the song "Harvest Moon" by Neil Young. I learned a lot about Neil Young. It's not like I'm a big like nerd about Neil Young. It's kind of not my generation um but this that particular song i like harvest moon um neil young always records under a full moon and there's an article that um he spoke about it it's linked in the blog i didn't know that neil young was married is married currently to daryl hannah did you guys know that i did not know that and some of you listening are like who's daryl hannah who's neil young Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, they got married in 2018, and I'm like, I had no idea. What an interesting couple. Neil Young has recorded either 28 or 26 songs about the moon, and I found a list which only lists 26, but another blogger said it was 28. Anyway, 26 songs about the moon is pretty interesting. Um, Clearly, he was tapped in. The other thing that I learned about Neil Young is that he doesn't like Joe Rogan, and I was very happy because I don't like Joe Rogan either. Hey! So um, that's the scoop for this week and this full moon. Uh, if you want to get your horoscope for your sign, go to patreon.com forward slash house of bleep and subscribe. Also, if you are listening on Spotify, You can subscribe to the audio version of the... It's still paid. It's still $5 a month, and it's just me in your ear hole instead of you (laughs) reading it. Um, So if you listen on Spotify, uh, you can stay in the audio world, and I will read you your horoscope. Would you like me to read it to you like this? Um... And I think that's it. I am going to go record those horoscopes right now. Love you guys. Um, Do message me. I love hearing from you. And I will talk to you later. Bye.